Hey friends, welcome or welcome back to the pod. It's the last day of January and it's kind of cold and rainy here in Texas. And so it's a great day to do some recording um, today. And today's episode is very personal to me. It's about my story, how I got here, and why I'm so passionate about helping people find balance in their lives. So stay tuned. You're listening to Life Balance Today, your weekly podcast to help bring balance and well-being back into your life. Join your host, Dana Tisdale, as we go over topics such as finances, relationships, self-growth, social media, career, and family, and discuss practical solutions that you can do today to bring balance to your life. Hi, I'm your host, Dana Tisdale, host of Life Balance Podcast. So my story begins, so my story begins when I was, I found myself as a very young empty nester and my husband, who was my new, new husband, um, his children were also grown. So we found ourselves in a place that we hadn't been in a long time. My husband has three children from a previous marriage, and his oldest daughter was uh, much older than my daughter. So he had been a parent a long time, and so it was even harder for him. But we found ourselves in the position where the time that we usually took raising children and going to all of the children's events and making sure that the children were um, ready for school, had everything they need, were fed, we're getting the proper rest, all of that kind of stuff. All of a the sudden, they were off on their own at college, and we only had ourselves to take care of. I had a little bit of a different experience in that I had taken a, a position where I traveled for work um, since Alexandra, my daughter, was um, pretty much you know going off to college. Then, and it had always been a dream of mine to travel globally for work, and I actually wanted to be an expat at one point in time. Um, I felt like that this was the uh, opportunity that I was looking for. So, but my my husband stayed back, and um, he wasn't traveling as much as I was. But when I was home, we found ourselves kind of in this position of what do we do with ourselves? Well, we didn't always choose the the best habits to to um, get into whenever we were in that position. Sometimes. We had built a new house, and in the house we built in a wine room because we both liked to try wine and drink wine and talk about wine. So we had this wine room, and we would sit there, and we would crack open a bottle and talk about the day. And then, you know, the next thing you know, we were in a bottle or two, and then by the time we decided to eat something, sometimes our food choices were not the healthiest because of, you know, this... um, habit that we had gotten into with the drinking the wine. So then the next experience I had with, you know, major change in a life stage was 
so my husband, to back up a second, my husband was 16 and a half years older than me. And therefore he retired much earlier than I did. And when he retired, um, you know, he retired after he retired after working for the company and in the industry for about 35 years and it was a well-earned retirement but the problem is is that my husband didn't have really many hobbies or um organizations that he was involved with to take up the time that he would not be working anymore and that was always a concern of mine because uh, you know I just knew that statistically men don't seem to live very long after they retire if they don't have something that keeps them feeling like they have a purpose and that they're being a productive member of society. And so, you know, I really encouraged my husband to 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 try to find something to occupy his time. And about the time that he retired, his mother, who was elderly, she's still alive, um, she, was, she was very sick. And so she was in and out of the hospital a lot. And he ended up spending a good deal of his time taking care of his mother, and it was very depressing to him. He actually said to me, if I had known that retirement was going to end up just me taking care of my mom, I would have delayed retiring, and I thought that was a really sad statement. Well, then he retired in 2014, and in 2016, he and I were on a trip for vacation in Dublin, Ireland. And he was, we had gone out on a walking tour in the Irish countryside to the pagan ruins in, um, I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, um, we had come back from the tour and we had gone out to eat a nice dinner. Uh, along the River Liffey, and we had gone and listened to some Irish folk music, and we came back to the hotel, and it was it was about 10.30 at night, and we had another day of touring and walking the next day, and he uh, was, this was right before the 2016 election in the United States, and a lot of people were very interested in talking about about politics and the election, and that was just not something that I was very interested in doing, but my husband was. So he had met this couple of people in the bar area when we got back from being out, and I said, let's let's go to bed because we have a big day tomorrow, and he acknowledged it, but he said, you know, I'll be right up there. He said, I'm right behind you. So I went upstairs, and um, I, I went to bed, and the next thing you knew, I know, it was 2.30 in the morning, and the phone rang, and it was the manager downstairs, and she told me that my husband had fallen and hit his head, and was the paramedics were there in the hotel lobby, and that they were going to take him to the hospital in an ambulance, and that I needed to get down there as soon as I could possibly get there, and it just... You know, it, it was shocking. Uh, you know, first of all, I had taken um, some valerian route to try to go to sleep because I was, you know, I was traveling in a different time zone, and so it wasn't the easiest to get in, you know, to go to sleep. So I took something. So I was trying to wake myself out of that, and then this this news was just absolutely shocking. So I, 
I flew out of bed, got dressed, um, grabbed a couple of things that I thought Roger might need in the hospital, and I went down to see them, you know, putting my husband, putting a, a block around his neck because they had to stabilize his head, and and putting on a stretcher to put on in the back of the the ambulance. And the next thing you know, I was hoisted up in the back of an ambulance and we were on our way. And this is 2.30 in the morning. So we get to the, to the hospital and uh, we were met at the, you know, at the ER and we were rushed through to, to this, area of the ER where it was the most critical of the critical and they were um, working on him right away and um, they were putting him on on life support and I was taken into a a small dark awful little room for people who were waiting on on um, on their family and a few hours later, I was uh, told by a doctor very, very matter-of-factly that my husband's injuries, his head injuries, were inoperable, extensive, and he probably wasn't going to live. And I had no idea that that's what was going to be the case. Uh, you know, I thought that he would be getting stitches and that he would have terrible headache, and but then we would um, be back to you know, on our vacation. I had no idea that this was tragic. And so in a, in a moment, my life changed completely. It was 180. One minute I was married and I had a husband and I was in another country. And the next minute I am completely by myself. My husband is on life support and not expected to live. And I'm in another country that I don't know anybody. I have no, no support around me. Um, I mean, obviously, it was just absolutely, uh, it was surreal, and I was in shock, and um, his kids and my daughter got there as soon as they could, but there was a period of time there that I was just by myself, and so, and this was right before my 50th birthday, so I was still fairly young at the time, but after that, I mean, I came back, and my life just changed. I mean, I no longer was part of a union. I wasn't part of a partnership. I was, you know, in a big house all by myself with, you know, all of the kids that were, were grown and, you know, taking care of this, this house and, and all of this stuff by myself. Fortunately, my husband had really, you know, shared with me everything that, you know, he he was over. I mean, all of the finances, I wasn't surprised where we were. I, there weren't any secrets or surprises. And, and I knew how to take care of the house pretty well from, you know, having been single between marriages. And, you know, he also helped me understand what to do to take care of certain things around there. So I felt like I wasn't as in a place that some some people are whenever they lose their spouse like that but it it was still it was a complete shock to my life i mean my life wasn't the same again and so you know this was right before i was 50 um you know my career was i had you know really achieved quite a bit and um but then when i lost roger i 
ended up um, taking taking my job part-time because the legal part of his death was so overwhelming. There was so many pa- so much paperwork and so many calls that I had to constantly be taking that there was no way I could hold down a full, full-time job. But anyway, so between the being an empty nester at a young age and then being a widow at a young age and understanding that, you know, life stages, sometimes things, you know, sometimes you will lose your job and, or you retire or your kids are, are grown or you find yourself having lost your spouse. So many people, I have a meetup group that I run and I, you know, one of the reasons why I felt like I really want to dedicate my life to trying to help people navigate these years and this, these stages is that a lot of the people in my meetup group are in similar situations than I am, and a lot of people have lost their spouses during the pandemic. So some people are handling it better than others. Some people are in better situations than others, but it is a different kind of um place to be whenever you're, you know, you're trying to wind down your career and maybe even thinking when you go through something so traumatic like that, like, you know, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Uh, do I want to continue on doing the same thing I've been doing career-wise or do I want to retire and pursue something that is that I'm passionate about? The encore years is what they're referred to, and that's the years between midlife and old age, usually around 55 to 70 years old. And this is the time of your life when a lot of people want to do something that has purpose and dedication and commitment and gives back to society and gives back to the community and enriches society for future generations. So um, that is what I've decided to do is to help people try to navigate these um, periods of time. And it doesn't have to be because of some traumatic incident that changed your life. It could be just going into retirement. That is traumatic too to some people. I mean, when you're used to working, 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 and then all of a sudden you are not doing that anymore, your identity, sometimes your identity is is up in the air. You don't know who you are anymore because you're so used to being, you know, this person, a, that person, an executive, a nurse, a mother, and all of a sudden you get to to um, actually, it's a it's an opportunity, and I hope people will take it as such, because you do have the opportunity to redefine yourself, to reinvent yourself. So anyway, that is what my story is and where I came from, and that is my passion and my why I want to help people to reconnect to themselves and to enrich the last years of their working or up or volunteering or you know that part of their life working his whole <clears throat> whole life thank you for listening to life balance today be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode or an opportunity to learn how you can bring balance to your life for daily content follow at life balance today on instagram and remember It's never too late to start your journey of finding balance in your life.